The next train to Tangent City departs in one minute. This is an unlimited service that may stop at reviews, spoilers, and swearing. Passengers traveling with young or conservative travel companions are reminded to read the show description before embarking on any journey to Tangent City. Hello, Lewis. Hello. Would you or would you not go so far as to say that 2019 has been a learning curve? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, I would. I've learned so much. I've I've learnt that if my hard drive is full of my computer, that um, Audacity doesn't like it. Um, the program that I tend to use to record these these little shenanigans, um, and so <laughs> we end up with an hour's worth of material just lost. And I've learnt not to say, "Don't lose that," because I'm, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> I blame you, sir. It is all your fault. So yeah, um, we we um, went together, uh, went ahead and put together this great little episode, and it was quite good. Um, possibly the best episode we've ever done. Possibly, <laughs> the universe thought, nah, nah, none of that, none of that. Um, let let's get them to try again, and so um, this is attempt number two because you know. <sighs> What better times have we got to do with our, our little break between Christmas and New Year? Yeah, yeah. Um, no. Bit of a challenge. Now, this is Tangent City. It is. Uh, and and that's probably the earliest <laughs> in an episode of Tangent City that, that we've said, this is Tangent City. Well, I mentioned that because there, there's certain things that are missing from, from this episode because people who are regular listeners to Tangent City would realise that there's usually at least four of us here with Cecilia and Rachel also That's being true. on air. But uh, but they're not here because uh, we have to do this uh, you know, very special end-of-year episode. Um, but I just I just realised that, so I thought I might get in a, a ring-in uh, extra uh, announcer. Oh. Uh, so just bear with me one second. Okay. Oh, no. What? Oh, no. You, oh, dear. You shouldn't improvise, Sutton. Yeah, so I'm going to lean over here. So, so we just uh, brought in a, a ring-in announcer. Uh, so he'll just like put in comments every now and again, like, there we go. Did it, did it register there? <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> and, and, and other comments like, Yes, and, and, and people uh, will probably recognize that voice as the voice of Danger Mouse. Yes. So, so we have um, Danger Mouse uh, you know, here to back us up, which is good. Well, because we don't have an excuse to ring the spoiler bell. Because no one really spoils anything. That's that. That's been the great thing about um, doing this little project. So we decided for our last episode of 2019, indeed the last episode of the decade, that we'd um, get people to just um, contribute what their favourite film of 2019 was mm. and what they're looking forward to most in 2020. So it feels a little bit corny to be going through this again. <laughs> but for me, I didn't get a chance to go through and do what you guys all got to do on unscript on unscripted, which was to go through your top 10 and bottom 5 films for 2019. Mm-hmm. That episode's gone up already, so highly recommend that people check that out and hear what uh, yourself, uh, Ada, Rachel and Cecilia had to say on that. Um, if you check out the unscripted Facebook site, um, you'll be, or 
Facebook page rather, you'll be able to um, see. I think there's a few listeners that have posted theirs as well. Um, I haven't gone through and done it. I find it a little bit overwhelming. There's so many movies that we see each year. Um, but there were a couple of movies and there's a bit of a theme with them as well um, that really grasped me as being fantastic. But I don't think they were my top films. and I'll get to that in a minute. Um, the first one was Judy because I just found that so gut-wrenchingly, um, I don't know, realistic. Like if, if that's what happened to her, I just feel so bad. Mm. And um, I think I've said before in um, episodes of Tangent City that I don't think I could watch The Wizard of Oz again and certainly not with the same eyes that I used to watch it with. Mm. Mm. Um, and so that was a great movie. Uh, the other one was... And I can't think of the name of it now. Um, uh, Kira Knightley. Um, Official secrets. Thank you. That's all right. Here to help. <laughs> you are. You are uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> um, Official secrets was one of those ones that really grasped me because I think it's really important that people speak out when they think that something is not right. Mm. And I think that her, the character just sticking by her guns was just – it was an incredible process to watch. I don't want to give away anything, um, but it's definitely worth watching. Um, it was an interesting insight because it was based on a true event. It was just amazing story uh, set around the uh, Iraq War, the the second one, uh, not the first one. Uh, and it was um, the story of the Americans asking the British for something that was a bit dodgy. So uh, somebody thought, I better tell people about this and uh, brought in Doctor Who to get it all sorted. <laughs> because that's what you do. <laughs> So that was an incredible movie, but I have to say, not my favourite for the year. Um, my favourite for the year was, well, I classify my favourite movies as being those that I can watch over and over and over and over again. Lost in Translation, I've lost count of how many times I've watched that movie, for instance. That's just the first one that came to mind. I don't know why. Probably it's been a while. I don't know. <laughs> um, but for me, it would have to be Endgame. Endgame was, was an amazing feat. Like to be able to take 20 plus films over 10 years and then culminate them into an epic uh, two movie situation. Just mm. absolutely fantastic. And the, and the fact that we watched it so many times in the cinema, like we sought to go and see that movie and paid for mm. it multiple times because, in fact, I don't think we saw it once for free, did we? Nope. So it's incredible that we, we were so intent on watching it on that big screen and having that experience as many times as we possibly could. I thought it was a little bit disappointing with the additional scene mm. that they mm. put out when they were just trying to surpass Avatar. But at the same time, I was kind of proud that they did because it was just such an epic, like you say, culmination of those movies and and credit to that team that really saw that whole – how many um, – what did they call them? How many phases were there? Four? I think it were three phases. Okay, so now we're into we're four. Yeah, okay, I cool. think so. It's, it's incredible. It really mm. is. So um, that's my favourite. Um, but maybe we should hear, given that um, we're in that sort of festive season, mm -hmm. from um, some of the younger people that contributed to our little recordings. Yes, let's, let's hear from the kids. That's super cute. And I think we'll start with the wonderful Thea. What was your favourite movie? Um, Frozen 1. Frozen 1. What about this year? 
Cricket. Still Frozen One, because is it, was it better than Frozen Two? No. Oh, she's nodding, ladies and gentlemen. She's nodding. Why was it? Why was it better than Frozen Two? Because I like two of them. You like two of them? What was your favourite song from Frozen Two? Um, Lost in the World. Sing it again. Um, Lost in the World. Lost in the Woods. Oh, Lost in the Woods. Also known as Lost in the World. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, darling. We're all lost in the world. That's amazing. Thank you. Thanks, Thea. High five. And we also have Jay Thompson. What is your favourite film this year that you've seen? Detective Pikachu. Good one. Now, do you have a film that you're looking forward to next year? The Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Hello, ma'am. What would your name be? Astrid. Astrid. And what was your favourite movie this year? Frozen 2. Frozen 2. What was it about Frozen 2 that you loved so much? Um, because there was a water horse what, um, that became a snow horse. A water horse that became a snow horse. I remember that bit. I did like that bit. Mm. Anything else? No. That's amazing. That's a really good choice. Mm. Hey, Brycey. <laughs> What's been your favourite movie this year? Um, Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah. I think that came out last year. What about between Frozen and Toy Story 2? Frozen 2 and, and Toy Story 4? Yes! Which, which one's your favourite? Um, Toy Story 4. And why is Toy Story 4 your favourite? Because I just like it every day. You just like it every day? Yeah. Who's your favourite character? Um, Buzz. Buzz, good job. <laughs> How cute are those little people? Uh, uh, cute, cute as a button. They How are. popular is Frozen with little girls? Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, they, 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 they've got their target market. And they, <laughs> they certainly. Always, I think Bryce was also a fan of Frozen as well. He was a big fan of Frozen, mm. big fan of Frozen. But um, it turned out that Toy Story Four won. Although he did make an honourable mention, I believe, for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mm, mm. It's, it's, it's interesting that he like you know, clicked with that kind of uh, you know animation and stuff, which is very different. It is. It is really different. And I found it a little bit sort of jarring on the old eyes, mm. but um, I think we probably digress a little bit there. <laughs> um, also, Pikachu getting a bit of a mention. That's very true. That's very true. And, was... and young Jay looking forward to uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm. Well, it's, it's good to see that because I've always said that uh, you know, every film is somebody's favourite film, no matter how bad they are. Uh, and uh, Oh, yeah. a quick elbow in there. Yeah, and P- <laughs> well, Pikachu is a terrible film, but... <laughs> Yeah, you know, somebody still loves it. Yeah. So, and like, there's there, there, there's merit in that. So, uh, yeah, don't don't bag out people's films. <laughs> don't bag out people's films. Yeah, well, because you know, somebody loves that. You, you said know? it was terrible. It is terrible, but yeah. You know. <laughs> oh, where do you go from kids? I don't know where you go. Um, maybe we'll just hear from some people that um were at the Christmas Eve party because mm-hmm. um that was where we did a few of the recordings for this. Mm-hmm. Did you want to dive into those? Why not? Excellent. Hi, mm-hmm. who have we got with us? Suzanne. And do you have a favourite film from 2019? Well, there is this one that I googled, DBSM, but I don't know what the title is, so I'll go for a more classic answer, which is The Endgame. 
Ooh. Now, what took you about that movie? I felt very complete when I watched it, and I liked all the little bits of homage to all the other movies. That's a really cool reason, because I think when you get to the end of something like that, like such a big saga, it's really nice to have that closure that's actually satisfying. Felt very, very complete and fulfilling and filled. It was good. That's good. And 2020? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman film just looks awesome and amazing and... Yeah, very excited. Yeah, the I think 80s. it's a bit unfair. We have to wait until June, but hey. Yeah, could be worse. Could have to wait till December. That's true. <laughs> Thanks That's so true. much. Hi. Hi. Who have we got? Doug. And what was your favourite movie of 2019? Uh, my favourite movie is nearly always the last one I saw, which was Meet the Adamses, and I'd have to say it was absolutely wonderful. There were a lot of good films I saw in 2019, but it was something joyful about the meet the adamses that i really enjoyed um i love the homage they played to the uh paid to the original comic book or cartoon series or comic series from the 30s the uh tv series and the films as well wasn't it just called the adams family no it's meet the adamses was it pretty sure it was meet the adamses and um there was just so much fun lurch was an absolute joy to watch he always is, but he, the the interplay between him and Thing throughout the film. Pugsley had a serious storyline, which was wonderful to watch. He usually gets left behind in everything. Wednesday was brilliant. Um, uh, Morticia and Gomez just absolutely dealt with beautifully. It was a really, really lovely story. That's awesome. And 2020, what are you looking forward to? Oh, I'd uh, say Wonder Woman 1984, and possibly I'm really interested to see what they do with Ghostbusters Afterlife. Great answer. But why? Is that how we're going to start? Yeah. Okay, we're going to do this. So, hi. Hi. Who are you? My name's Jason. Your name's Jason? Yeah. Excellent. So, yeah. Well, he's got the first question right. (laughs) The reason why is because that was what my parents named me. (laughs) But why? But why? Because they thought the leap name You've got a three-year-old, haven't you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, why? Um, so what was your favourite movie this year? That's a hard call. Um, most of my favourite entertainment wasn't movies. I'd say it was more um, VOD and premium streaming service features. But as a movie, I would probably say Dora the Explorer and the Lost City of Gold. Mm, and why would that be? Because it was funny as fuck. Really? Sorry, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> oh, have you listened to Tangent City? No, I haven't. We, we create swear words. Yeah, yeah. No, it was really funny. Uh, Michael Pena was hilarious. The whole sort of embracing the absurd of the old cartoon. See, I'm not even sure if he's being sarcastic or No, he's no, I enjoyed legit. it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I was trying to judge. I was just like sitting there going, <laughs> really? Yeah, no, it, no, it was no, funny. It was good. Yeah. Okay. It was, and we're talking it was, Michael Pina from yeah yeah from Pina 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 and the new remake of Fantasy Island which I haven't seen yet but I'm looking forward to that horror film Bloomhouse didn't know that was even existing yeah are we looking forward to anything else next year Wonder Woman Wonder Woman yes good choice 1984 great year I knew it was one of the 80s Ghostbusters came out nine. Lots of good stuff. Nine? Um, yeah. No, I'm really looking forward to see um, uh, how they bring back Chris Pine uh, as character. 
I'm looking forward to the whole Maxwell Lord, which is played by uh, what's his name, uh, the Mandalorian, and ah. um, yeah, uh, Pedro Snake, Pedro. It's a bit racist. It's the his name. Snake. It's his um, name. I'm trying to. I can't remember his last name. A Mandalorian might be his race, but yeah, you know. yeah. And uh, the Sand Snake, uh, Obron Martell, the, the uh, actor who played yeah, Obron Martell. I can't think Game of Thrones. Name. Plus, he's been so many other great things. And we yeah, can't remember his name. Can't remember still. his name, but he's playing <laughs> Maxwell Lord, and that's uh, from the comics. It's a character which, uh, when I was very young, I really enjoyed. Uh, I look forward to seeing him on the cinema on the film. And you're also being summoned. Yes. Nice to hear from um, three of probably your oldest, the oldest, three of your oldest friends. I was going to say, and I was like, "Well, it's not that old. You've known them the longest time." I have have known them for a very long time. Yes, and it was uh, yeah, interesting to hear their their, their favorite films of the year. Uh, and and uh, just to, to clarify, it's the Adams Family uh, was the movie, uh, not uh, Meet the Adamses. Uh, I think maybe Meet the Adamses might have been an advert for it or something like that. Yeah, so, a bit of a promo that they did. Easy, easy mistake to make. And we're never quite sure how serious to take Jason because he looked very serious when he was saying that you know Dora the Explorer or no, what was it called the. Um, it was a Doric or a movie. Yeah, but it had another something. subtitle. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so I'm just like, mm. but having said that, maybe it's a, a movie that we should check out. It could be. It could be. Although, as you said, he can he can say things uh, straight-faced when he's not being truthful, but uh, we'll, we'll take him on his word that that is <laughs> the, the movie he's looking forward to. That's true. Yes. Um, now, so of people that, uh, oh, so I should probably explain. Um, you knew all three of those people from back in the comic book shop days. That is right, from the uh, original comic shop here in Perth, uh, the comic shop. That was what it was called. Really, uh, that's uh, what it was called. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, because the Bats Cave was Jason's that's comic right, shop yes, later on. Yeah. Right. But the the comic shop, um, which was owned by a guy called Ralph Pay, is the reason why every comic in Perth that's sold is sold bagged. That's true. I asked you that question. We went to go to we went to King's Comics, was it? Yes, in Sydney. In Sydney. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, how come Perth has this great tradition of bagging all of the comics, but nowhere else does? And it's just it's something that I don't see. I don't see floppy magazines mm. sitting on shelves. I see nicely bagged and 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 ready to go, freshly sealed comics. And that was Ralph's um, uh, thing because I think uh, they they you know had a lot of comics get damaged by people going there and like flicking through them and putting their grubby hands all over them. And so he went, well, we'll just put them all in bags, and that way you know they'll be sold as pristine as you can possibly get them. Oh, thank so, you, Ralph. Yes, yes. So no, I think a, it's it's a fantastic thing. Yeah, and it's a tradition that's uh, you know continued on to today, which is great. So yeah, unfortunately the, the comic shop is no more, but uh, it's. Certainly, his legacy lived on. That's very true. Now, someone else who's into the nerdier side (laughs) of life is Mr. Nick Branch from, well, a whole lot of podcasts, really. Um, I believe it all comes under the umbrella of the After Dark Dark Network. The After Dark Podcast Network. Oh, see, I got that one completely wrong. Sorry, Mr. Branch. And so I reckon we might tune in and hear what he's got to say. So I've been asked very kindly uh, by Cat and Lewis um, to talk about my year in films, my favourite film of the year. And this is possibly going to be a surprise to people that know me. And for those that don't know me, 
Um, my name's Nick, and I'm the host of Diz After Dark, Universe After Dark, Pop After Dark, uh, co-host of Ego, and other shows on the After Dark Podcast Network, and occasional guest on Diz Down Under. And I'm a big Marvel fan, I'm a big Star Wars fan, and we've been very, very lucky in 2019, for, in, in my opinion at least, in terms of, uh, you know, Avengers Endgame was absolutely superb, and a, a, an amazing conclusion to 22 films that came before it, and The Rise of Skywalker, which has only just come out, but I think was an exceptional way for the Skywalker saga to end. But actually, I don't think either of those... They'll probably be my most re-watched films as time goes on. But this year has been so strong for films that I think 2020 has got a massive issue coming up because of the quality we've had in 2019. So, a very close second in films that I've seen is Knives Out by Ryan Johnson. Now, I've only seen this film once. So there's every chance that it may not be quite as good on repeat viewings. I think it will still be a very enjoyable film on repeat viewings. But as uh, an experience going in not knowing what to expect, I thought it was phenomenal. So well done, an excellent cast. Kept me guessing throughout. Really, really enjoyed it. But I think my favourite film this year was actually Dexter Fletcher's Rocket Man, starring Taron Egerton. I am quite a big fan of Elton John and his music, but this film completely blew me away. I've I've never really seen a film like it. We're very used to kind of musical biopic films, and they're very run of the mill. They you know tell the rise and fall and rise or, or whatever of of the band or artist that they're about. But Rocket Man used the the music of Elton John and formed the story around the music. So the music wasn't in the, the music used wasn't used at the time of the life the story was taking place necessarily. It was being used for the purpose of what was going on. So some of his later songs were used when he was a child, for example. And I just thought the way that they did that was unusual. But the way that it was filmed and the, the way they used effects and how the music was affecting people, I just thought was was exceptional. So that is why I hold that in, in such high regard. And, you know, well-directed, well-acted. The cast were great in general, but Taron Egerton just showed once again what a superb actor he, he is. So... I, I think in terms of the quality of films that we've seen this year, 2019 is going to go down in history as one of the greatest years for film releases, in my opinion. Um, as for 2020, what I'm looking forward to, um, there's a few films. Bloodshot looks really interesting, which I saw a trailer for quite recently. Um, I love The Quiet Place, so the fact that there's a sequel to uh, A Quiet Place coming out in spring is also good. Apparently we're going to get the new Nuisance, which was supposed to be released about three years ago. That's scheduled for this year, I, I'm not sure. Um, no Time to Die, the last Daniel Craig James Bond film, looks very interesting, and I do quite like what they've done with that. Um, we've got a couple of Marvel films as well in uh, 
was going to say Scarlet Witch then. Uh, Black Widow and the Eternals. Um, Black Widow, I am looking forward to a bit. And Eternals, I know nothing about the characters. So that's going to be a bit of a mystery to me. Um, I love a Fast and Furious film. So we've got another one of those coming out. Um, a sequel to Wonder Woman set in 1984. Wasn't bowled over by the original Wonder Woman, if I'm honest. Um, but I'm interested to see what they do with that. Um, I like a musical, so In the Heights, I've got my eye on you. Um, we've got The Jungle Cruise from Disney coming out, which looks great. Um, looks like it's going to be like the new Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, untitled Ghostbusters film, well, we've got a title for that now. Um, the trailer left me a little bit cold, if I'm honest. Um, but I'm still going to be there opening day, regardless of what the trailers uh, show. Um, Tenant which is the new Christopher Nolan film. Not a huge Christopher Nolan fan. I find his films to be too noisy. <laughs> it sounds like a really stupid complaint, but the, the bass and stuff in them is just horrible. Um, but this one looks quite interesting. I saw a prologue for it before Star Wars. Um, but the film I'm probably the most excited about is Bill and Ted Face the Music. Bill and Ted was such an important film when I was growing up that... Um, you know, I've, I've always wondered what would happen if they did a third film and next summer we're going to find out. So very excited for that. And also we've got Last Night in Soho, which is uh, the new Edgar Wright film, which I know very little about. I've tried to not find out too much about it, but I love Edgar's work. So got to wait a bit longer for that one to come out. But uh, yeah, looking forward to that. And uh, we've also got another Kingsman, a prequel. Uh, called The King's Men, which looks pretty good. I'm worried that it got delayed. It's been delayed about seven months. Um, it was supposed to be due out at the, end, the beginning of this year, so that's a bit of a concern. But, um, yeah, that's it. So, Rocket Man just pips um, Endgame and Rise of Skywalker for me this year. It's been an exceptional year for movies, and I've loved every minute of watching them, with the exception, probably, of uh, The Lion King, which I didn't like very much. But there you go, my year in film. So thank you, Kat. Thank you, Lewis, for asking me to do this. Um, if you want to hear more of my work, um, search for Disaster Dark in your podcast app of choice. And we're a grown-up Disney podcast, so we're aimed at adults. And uh, have a fantastic 2020. Rocket Man really didn't surprise me. Well, that that was Nick's uh, favorite movie. Yeah. No, what he was like at the time it came out, he was really, really a, a big fan and cheerleader of that film. Uh, and yeah, I, I I agree with him. It was a fantastic film. Uh, just very, very enjoyable. Um, just a really interesting biopic. It was because it was like a, it was a. A biopic, but it was also a fantasy. It was a musical. Um, it was a a film that you can easily see becomes a, a stage play. Musical. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I I kind of like the different point of view that it took on it. Like rather than just doing a straight through, we're going to match the songs to the era. Mm. I think that it did. Um, it did take a a new perspective on on his music and the way that they integrated it in was it was different and maybe some fans wouldn't have liked that but i quite enjoyed it i thought it was great it came in at number seven on my top 10 Ooh, 
Uh, so I think we might go across and we might hear from Chantal Pitt, Kira Impson and Neil Boydell to um, hear what their their top experiences were from 2019. My favourite uh, TV series, Netflix TV series is The Witcher, which has really just recently come out. My name is Kira. The two I have two favourite movies from this year: um, Endgame, which was a good way to wrap up that particular section of the Marvel films, and Yesterday, because it's kind of fun to be the like to know what it would be like if you're the only person who knows like a famous band and like, do you be good? Do you not be good? Or do you market that to the best effort? Um, I'm kind of looking forward to Milan, even though it's like they've because they've stuck to the traditional story. In 2019, my favourite film was Blinded by the Light. But I think that's just because I love Bruce Springsteen so much that it touched my soul. It wasn't the best movie, but it was the best movie for me. Uh, next year, I'm really looking forward to Bill and Ted's, whatever that new one's called, because I think for the same thing, I think that's just going to touch my soul. But the new Top Gun should be really good too. Yeah, Blinded by the Light, that's an interesting one. It is because it was a movie that I enjoyed. I don't I think it was a bit one and done for me? Yeah, it was an interesting film from the perspective. It wasn't actually like a musical, although I think the trailer kind of sells it like a musical. Mm. But the film itself is a movie Lip -sync battle with music in it. <laughs> yeah. Because there, there are obviously song bits in it, but it's not the driving force of the, the, the movie. That's true. And it, it is like literally the music's playing and you you get to experience the character's um uh feeling the music in that in that moment mm, mm. but you don't they don't necessarily sing it they kind of they do lip sync in yeah. one of the bits uh some of the themes were i think really important that people um take a look at what it was like in the 80s in the uk yeah if you're a, like an immigrant in the the 80s particularly if you're like indian or pakistani um they they really were getting a hammering from the national front uh, which was like the, the white racist people yeah it was not cool and so i think it's important that people um are reminded of those facts mm. yeah. I, exactly exactly it's, it's important that uh, the, these things are you know remembered because uh, uh yeah so the, one of those things where if you kind of like brush these things under the mat you you um damned to repeat them yeah and um you know jojo rabbit that's an important movie because there's a lot of millennials that don't even know what auschwitz was mm, mm. which um uh, is kind of bizarre that it's not getting taught but anyway <laughs> well i think it's important that we remember our mistakes yeah. so we, we can continue to learn from them mm. as i have while i've been recording this i've been going in and doing a little bit of a save every now and again <laughs> nice. on, on the file because nice. if i lose it again i will lose it <laughs> <laughs> There was another film uh, that was also mentioned there, uh, which was Yesterday. Yes. Do you want to do that again? Was it? Uh, I can't do it. What? Yeah. Uh, it was Yesterday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is my Beatles accent uh, where, uh, you know, Thomas the Tank Engine came in and the Fat Controller said, what are you doing here, Thomas? And you know that Craig's just sitting there just going, oh, no. And the funny thing is, the first time we did this, I actually did my Liverpudlian accent uh, uh, after he did an Australian accent. And now it's going to seem like the reverse because we're going to do his and he's going to lead in with 
Someone else. Maybe. <laughs> um, but before we get to him, um, Mulan. Mulan, yes. Got to say, that's a movie that I'm really looking forward to as well. Mm, no, no, it should be very, very good. I'm looking forward to that. And even though I'm not a huge fan of Tom Cruise, Top Gun. <laughs> got to say, it's going to be a good one. Um, but one thing we haven't touched on was The Witcher. Um, that is a show that we've just started watching ourselves. I think we're about three, maybe four episodes in. Four episodes in, in. yes, yes. Uh, so that's been interesting, um, just seeing Henry Cavill in something quite different from what he usually does. Mm, mm. He's um, he's an interesting character, that, that Witcher. It's the first time anyone's, like, used him properly. It's, it's kind of like they just see him as this big beefcake and they don't think he's got any range. But, uh, you know, finally he's in a, a show where they're giving him a bit of range in there. That's very true. Mm. And there's some neat characters in there alongside him. So, um, so far so good on that front. Uh, but 2019 has been a huge year for movies. Uh, for movies, sorry. <laughs> it's also been a really big year for TV shows. I know. I mean, we've had the uh, Disney Plus come out. So, of course, we've had The Mandalorian as their, their big tentpole TV show on there. Mm. Uh, first ever Star Wars live action TV show. Definitely. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Um, the uh, introduction of The Child was just amazing in episode one. And it's just been, in the eight episodes, absolutely enthralling. And I'll, I'm looking forward to going back and re-watching them now that it's finished. Mm. But I'm looking forward to the second season in 2020 yeah so do we put disney plus on hold for (laughs) a year no well there's still other stuff on on disney plus to watch so there is Uh, but there's so many so much stuff on other um subscription services as well so you've got amazon prime which has some awesome shows but one of my favorites i think is the marvelous mrs Maisel. i always struggle with how to say her surname um but i think that that's been a really good addition and everywhere you look, there's just like, oh, I can't give up this service because it's got this show and we've been enjoying indulging in the crown and, and doing that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's it's tough. But I think we're going to have to work out some sort of a pattern for for making sure that we um, make the most of our, out of our pennies. Very true. Very true. Um, but going back to Liverpool. Yes, back to Liverpool. Oh. <laughs> I reckon we should catch up with Mr. Craig Lucas, who is also from the After Dark Network. G'day, Lewis and Cat. It's a wee pommy bastard here. That's my Australian accent. You call that a knife? This is a didgeridoo. Ooh, stop talking, Alexa. So, guys, right, this is Craig from this after dark etc etc my movie of the year was avengers endgame i think it's the only film i've watched this year like five times three times in the pictures if i'm not mistaken Uh, although honorable mentions for joker which blew me socks off and star wars rise of skywalker which is currently showing in all the cinemas across the world why i bad oh no that was geordie with a bit of birmingham um so what am i looking forward to next year black widow undoubtedly because it's a back in time type one catching up no doubt at it <laughs> and then there was Mulan, which we see in the trailer of for the first time. And although Mulan's a bit of a poo Disney film, the it is poo of girls doing stuff just starting to get tired now. Um, 
Uh, so Mulan looks exciting. And what was the last one I said? Oh, Wonder Woman 1984. Because, oh, yeah, well, 84 links directly to me other honourable mention, which is Ghostbusters 3, which although I think that um, trailer is a bit of a... It's leading us away from what the actual film's about. I think it's going to be... It's Cloak and Dagger, Cloak and Mirrors even. Cloak and Mirrors? (laughs) Smoke and Mirrors? (laughs) What is it, Eve? Smoke and Mirrors. Eve's the mute next to us who doesn't speak. So that's what I'm most looking forward to, guys. Thank you for having me on for these two minutes, nearly three minutes. No doubt Nick, you've met, reached out to Nick, no doubt is is 45 minutes long and will be a four-part special of Nick just rambling on. Hi, g'day, my name's Nick Bridge, and when I'm not rambling on, I like to eat squid and jelly deals. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. So, um... I don't know if this will even make the cut. I, 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 yeah, well, Merry Christmas in the future. Happy 2020 in the future because you always get everything first because you're always crying. You're, apparently, you're having the world's biggest barbecue at the moment. What's that all about? Anyway, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Sleep well. Fair maiden. <laughs> That was a nice little stir in there for for Nick. <laughs> Do you know what? Like, I know that like he 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 loves a chat, our Nick, but um, he also has like this wonderful way of just rambling through a very, very tangent city ish mm-hmm. in some ways. Um, one of my favourite shows on the After Dark Network would hands down have to be a Lass Branch and Ripley. I always muck up my vows when I say that. I'm really proud of myself for getting it right this time. Uh, so that is something worth checking out. And Mr. Branch, if you're listening, record some more in 2020. That should be your New Year's resolution because I, I think that show is pretty top-notch and, and there's some good nostalgia in there when the when those two start start chatting away. So that's good. Um, but Craig, Endgame, got to say... Much, much the same as what I felt. I think. Oh, definitely, definitely. It was just, yeah. We can't, uh, we can't say enough about that film. It's, it's, <laughs> it's great. But yeah, no, I, I, it's great. Uh, you know, having having the guys from uh, the After Dark Podcast Network uh, on this special episode of Tangent City, and, uh, and I look forward to uh, you know us getting over to the UK and hopefully catching up with uh, both of them and, and others from the After Dark Podcast Network for a uh, <laughs> for a, a can of cook and some chicken. <laughs> Oh, no, <laughs> I don't know why why they do that, but but they, they that that's the I way. I have to spit it out it's, like it's that. It's the way they do Craig's accent. It's like, um, for those who don't speak whatever yeah. that was, I believe that Lewis was saying a can, of, can Coke of Coke and, and some chicken. chicken. Yeah, like a whole can chicken. A, can of Coke and some chicken. <laughs> I don't get it either. It's it's weird because it's got you could just do this. It's the the Liverpool accent is so lovely. You could just go can of yeah, cook and yeah, some I chicken. Think you lost it there. Yeah, I did. I, I <laughs> screwed that up. Sorry. I apologise. I take that back. You should. You should. Um. So did we talk about it yesterday before? Did, did we? we? We did briefly. We did. Okay, yeah. Cool. And 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 you did the fat controller and everything. But did yeah because yesterday is like just such a great idea fantastic really it, it really is and i think you've said it once if you haven't said it a hundred times oh. that it's a neat way to sort of do that alternate reality kind of thing 
and exploring like what could have been was really interesting and and yet still making it so that the the songs themselves were really popular worth checking out if you haven't checked it out already yeah no it's very if you're, it's particularly if you're a fan of the beatles oh i'm sure yeah. if people are fans of the beatles they would have seen it already surely <laughs> Well, I don't know. Some people don't live in a. Some people live in a box. So you know, if you do live in a box, <laughs> I heard that bubble in dear. a bubble. Yeah, go, go bubble. Yeah, if you live in a bubble, if you live in a box, I think it's you know you're probably not really going to prioritize going to the movies. Yeah, it's probably the least of your problems. Probably. Uh, so yeah, the boys from the um from the After Dark Network have been hugely popular. Um, special mention as well to uh, Michelle from the Disney Dream Girls, who um, between some family issues that she had and heading off to the US on holiday, Lady did not have a chance to record for this little podcast. So um, hopefully we'll be able to get her on for next year's one, and hopefully Jane as well, and. I would, um, cause those guys have all been really supportive of us, you know, starting this whole mm. podcast venture. Um, another couple of people that have been really supportive of, um, us in podcasting are Sam and Ashley, the wonderful Turners mm. from WDW Happy Place. Hey everyone, this is Sam and Ashley from the WDW Happy Place podcast and also the Ear Avengers and, and also. also Real, Real life. life with Sam and Ashley, and also, uh oh, oh my podcast, yeah, my I mean, non diplume, my Kobe Daniels. Yes. If you love romance and you love romance writing, you should check her out, Kobe Daniels. So she also does when she writes books. I she mean, writes that's... books, but she also has a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Cat and Lou came along and said, Sam and Ashley, give us. A short, a short statement on the best movie of 2019, in your humble opinion, and then tell us what you're excited about. What movie you're most Although, expecting? I, for some reason, or excited even about. though you're saying it, I'm playing it in my mind with an accent. <laughs> Bet you didn't know that, did you? I'm sure you did. Though. I mean, we don't have accents. They obviously have accents. We do, I'm sure. No, someone. no way. Yes. No way. I mean, I can break into my real southern one. Oh. This is what happens when you watch the episode of The Office, where they... I, I do declare. <laughs> the, the murder mystery. But we're not here to talk about TV. We're here to that's, talk about movies. Right. So, Sam. Do you want to go through Yeah, because I'm... This was it's terrible. This is, the, this is what 42 looks like. I am trying to pull out of my brain what movies we saw this year the only one that like sticks out to me like before you even read the list of what we did because you've got the whole thing right yeah i've got what you know, i've got a list called the 2019 popular movies so do I'm, you have a list of things we've seen i'm uh, pretty sure i can pull it from what i've well, seen though of course we've Endgame seen, is we, the one that well, sticks out to we've me we've seen men in black international that was that's how bad that yeah. was <laughs> It was not good. John Wick 3. Loved it. Uh, Parabellum, we saw that. We saw Aladdin. Yes. Captain Marvel. Yes, absolutely. Interestingly enough, two of the other movies that are on here we have not yet seen, but we do own. They'll be on our list very quickly, which is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and The Joker. But we haven't seen oh, them Oh, yeah, yet. we have The Joker. we got to watch that. Oh, both of those, yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home. 
we saw. Loved it, yeah. Toy Story 4. Nope. Two thumbs way down. Thank God we were on a boat when we saw it, and it didn't cost us other than the cruise. <laughs> and that's not why we went to go to... Most expensive and, movie we've ever not liked. <laughs> and we, of course, did see Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. And I guess technically now, for 2019, Frozen 2. Yes, absolutely. Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Yes, and last but not least, some uh, some Star Wars movie, Rise of Skywalker or something like that. No, we just saw that one. Yes. So, I have to say that... And and just for my benefit, the question is, our favorite of 2019. Yeah, and also what's coming out in 2020, what are we most anticipating? Yeah, so I've got that list. That's going to be a little... Well, here's the thing. Um, the movies... The movies that were most memorable, if you're out of that list, and if I was going to quickly do a top three, I would say definitely, oh man, see, because I've gotten to the point where movies are either good or great, and- Or they can be bad. Well, like, bad would be Toy Story 4. Which should never have been made. Well, but I'll, I digress. Based on two of our friends that we saw Star Wars with, I'm going to guess Ad Astra, Ad Astra the Brad Pitt uh, space I, movie. Yeah, apparently that was apparently pretty that awful. was really awful yeah. because the two of them agreed how bad it was. Yeah, that's right. It's true. So I'm going to say, out of all those movies, uh, the top three, I, I think Black International was pretty low. It was pretty it was awful. Was that I would so I would say between Toy Story four. Men in Black International, those are definitely like, womp, womp. Oh, my God, but that wasn't the question. The question was, what was our favorite? I'm going to say... I've got my three. Okay, well, my favorites were... I think they're going to be in this order. Number three? Oh, God, hold on. I want to I want to write this down. Why? As you're saying Why? it, because I'm going to tell you if I agree with you. No, go ahead, and I'm going to... Because I, I, I think I've got it, and I'm going to do it really quick. I don't know. Number okay, three. Uh, okay. uh, I, ours are not. Uh, I'm telling you, ours are not going to be the same. We're going to find out. Um, and okay, uh, I got it. Got it. Okay, good. Let's see what you got. I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for not putting this. Other, for, for producer. number three. <sighs> oh, and technically, The Irishman, which was we've on not this, seen we that. Seen it, it's funny for that one. I've seen a lot of yeah. mixed. Like, oh, it's so long. Yeah. Um, but we haven't watched that one. What are your top three? Uh, no, you have to go first. Why do I have to go she first? She said you were going, and I've written mine down. <sighs> okay, so... Mm, and Lewis and Kat asked for this to be a short segment, not... I am aware of this. That's why I'm feeling like the pressure is on. So, can we just talk about our favorite Christmas movie? <laughs> no, you've got to... Dang it! I've got the top, my top three. Number three is going to be Aladdin. Okay. Number two... <sighs> It's really not tough. And actually, maybe I'll swap. This is... <sighs> Did we see any non-Disney movies you already this made year? A mis- you already made a mistake. Why? Because number three is Spider-Man Far From Home. Coming in at number three for me. So you're saying Aladdin, because of that... No, Aladdin, Aladdin's like, not even it... in the top three. Really? Yeah. It's better than Captain Marvel. Oh, oh Sam. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Not not so much. Um, closely. Number two for me, John Wick three. 
because they did a phenomenal job keeping those all three movies so it was just so good. good. Can we talk fight scene in the? I mean, the, well, how many? They're like Ashley. Which fight scene you want to talk about? <laughs> I, I'd say the one with where Halle Berry and the dogs in that courtyard. Oh, no, 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 no! I was oh, going really? to the one where it's like that hallway with all the bookcases of the knives. Oh. And the swords and all that, and the guns, but, and that was. But to baller. me, that's why it's okay. Spider-Man, John okay. I, Wick. Okay, 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 okay. And then Endgame, for all the reasons. See, I'm I'm not gonna go along with that one. I'm gonna say for me, what's, what's number one? Well, Endgame is fine. Oh, okay. Endgame is perfectly uh, okay. okay. Endgame, absolutely is number one, and I want to get into that really quick. I don't I don't know that I have a top three because all those movies. Okay. I only did that because you said that. So for me, it's definitely Endgame. Because it hits on all the notes I would want in a movie. I was entertained. It emotionally was really in some parts. You're like, oh my god, that's oh my god. Well, and then they would pull you again with another emotional right. sucker punch, and you know there were there was humor, and right. it was all the things you want in a movie. Well, because it it absolutely delivered to the fans, and I think it is the best example. And we had this conversation just the other night after we saw the Star Wars. Yes. Because we Careful. really, I, I'm not going to say anything, uh, but the thing for me was is the the stark difference between, in my opinion, wrapping up how in 10 years, Kevin Feige and his crew took 23 movies yes. over 10 yeah. years and gave us the most beautifully well-crafted movie to end all the to movies, wrap all to up. wrap it all up. It was, there was nothing I would change. I We came out of that movie and did a live podcast, Facebook, uh, live Facebook feed. Yeah. Like, that's how much we loved it. We did not feel that way about... ROS. Yes. So... SW, colon, I completely, R-O-S. completely, completely am on board with... Endgame. Endgame. Being, it was just everything about it. I don't know if we were going to look at the top three, if I really would say anything about... I mean, I loved Aladdin a lot more than I thought I was. I know that Frozen... Yeah, yeah. Frozen for you, you were like meh. I thought the I story thought, was well, great. I thought Fro- I thought and Frozen th- Two: The Fifth Element was fantastic. <laughs> Even as a Fifth Element fan, I was so would you that, literally? I mean, do you know the only thing Elsa was missing? The white strap-on thing that uh, Mila Jovovich wore, and her hair being orange. You literally lean over to me in the middle Come of Frozen on. on the cruise ship, and you're like, "Ashley, this is the Fifth Element." Did I not? Is, yeah. You literally did. I was like. Oh my God, you're right. The There's a fifth on. being a fifth spirit. <gasps> so, but I thought I loved the story. The music for for Frozen, I don't think is terrible. And I've listened to the I, I do. I did like the rock ballad video. Yeah, where it had Christoph. all the yeah. But um, overall, it wasn't like I. It's weird. It's I can funny. tell you what the worst movies were. I can tell you what my favorite movie well, was. But I can't fill the in yeah, between. Frozen two. What does that thing. say? Uh, I didn't get enough Oaken. I needed some Oaken and yeah, I got none. Sure. He was nothing. He was just, just this like yeah. visual character. An and but I will tell you this: when I left that theater, I wasn't as like, oh my god, duh. oh, none of the music was left me with that. I couldn't, you know. Whereas like earworms, yeah, like you know, let it go or do you want to go to snowman? Which I think on some level that's probably not a good thing for Disney. No, but for me personally, I was like, thank God. But I, I was entertained, okay. but I was on a cruise ship, so I didn't care. Favorite movie for 2020. What Endgame. is your most... Endgame. Yeah, we're saying yeah. Endgame yes. is the number one movie. I know that. But what are you most excited, excited oh, 2020. about for 2020? Uh, you, uh, yeah, I was uh, jumping. You jumped to 2020. I am. So, I mean, 
let's be honest, it would be easy to go after Coming to America 2, <laughs> bringing Eddie Murphy back. No, that's, that is coming, but no, that's not what I'm excited about. I mean, does Eternals make you get excited? Certainly, as we start a new age of, you know, the Marvel movies, we've got Black Widow, which looks pretty, you know, pretty good. Is going straight to Disney streaming? No, Black no, Black Widow is a movie. That's oh, okay, my that's an actual movie. My bad. My um, bad. you know, and you know, of course, you've got Bill and Ted Face the Music, which is will which is fantastic. I'm going to be sure. And I'm a huge rock fan, so I'm really excited about Jungle Cruise and the new Ghostbusters. But you know what movie I am actually like Top Gun Maverick. Oh my gosh, yes, 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 yes. But do you know what movie I am like? I am like, I am really excited about. Tell me. I'm excited about Wonder Woman 1984. Let's that. I mean, I am sorry. I am not a DC fan, but that trailer hits like on everything okay. going on. Let's talk about the that. The music, the feel, the Let's imagery. T- I have two words for you. That's the only, Patty Jenkins gets it. As, well, like, Patty Jenkins is a genius. I have two words for you. Yeah. Technically three. I don't know if this is... Is this going on their Disney show? I probably uh, can't use a... You go ahead. They'll bleep it. I don't have to bleep it. I'll just say it this way. Gal friggin' Gadot. Gadot. However you want to say it. Oh, my God. Now, listen. We were... I. Oh, this is what pains me. Because you're talking about, you know, a Captain America and all of that. I'm just Captain America. Uh, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah. And I liked Captain Marvel. But I was expecting to feel... For Captain Marvel, what I felt for the first Wonder Woman, and I didn't get that. And then when I saw the trailer for Wonder Woman, it's coming out in 2020, 1984. Yeah, I was like, I was so excited. They, oh my gosh, um, that is absolutely, positively my most anticipated movie for, movie for 2020, without question. It is such, it is just, it's going to be amazing. I mean. They just do such a great job. I mean, Patty Jenkins is, she's brilliant. She really it's is. It's Godot. It is Godot. Yeah. yeah. I, heard somebody, I, I, I heard somebody else the other day say like Godot or something. I was like, I don't think that's I mean, right. It's it is Godot. But I, I, let me just say this. I, I'm just basing this on the way I've watched her in terms of character and watched her in interviews compared to, and I'm going to say this and not, I, she's just more likable than Brie Larson. I, I've seen. I've never seen an interview with Brie Larson. I, ha- I haven't. Just so watching, I can't watching say segments to that. and stuff. I just think she seems more likable. Gal Gadot owns that role. She owns it, and I. I think that's the difference. Is Brie Larson? She she kind of comes off like she owns it, but when you see them in the role, I mean, I am not looking at Brie I mean, Larson. Come on. She takes the last the or, the last who rides the lightning. Come on. No. She's. It's just. And Chris Pine coming back is. Now let me also say this. That I have. Maybe this, and I don't know this, and yeah. maybe, but but for me, Wonder Woman was a thing growing up. Like that yeah, TV yeah. show oh, no, I was as a, a big deal. Even for as me. A, a boy, I, right? I and I, now somebody somebody might say, "Oh, because you thought Linda Carter looked good in." Oh my god, she's beautiful. But it was like it was a superhero. Yeah, she sat there and would spin around and suddenly go from street clothes. Like you're like, whoa, yeah, and you know, and you got all these elements. I, I'm just yeah. I'm just here to tell you that the connection for me, I, I didn't have that connection growing up with, with Marvel. Yeah, but I'm telling you right now. I am. That movie is going to be off the chain good. I, I just, I will be so sad if I'm let down after the movie, but I don't think no, I'm going to be. Because so. the first, I, I just, I think, I think we're just seeing a new generation, especially 
um, it's not, and I shouldn't say generation because she's not of our generation, the director. But when you have directors who and producers like Kevin Feige, like John Favreau and the Patty Jenkins who understand storytelling, who understand what it means to give. There's kind of this thing with like, and we'll use Ryan Johnson since he's the most recent um, example who, who, who publicly state publicly stated, it's not about the fans. You don't give the fans what they want. And I'm like, you do. Yep, you do. I mean, that's the difference is somebody being, I'm an artist. I do what I want. That's cool, dude. That's cool. But when you don't get the recognition because you, you know, you couldn't do what the, uh, oh, the brothers who did uh, Endgame. Russo brothers. Russo brothers. Or John fought with what Favreau has done and what he's currently doing with Mandalorian. I mean, they get it. And so I'm latching on to those who get it. And that's what I'm excited about with that movie. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. That's so what I'm really excited about. I hope that that is something that they can use for the show. Yes. I hope we did it. All right. So again, this is Sam and Ashley Turner. We're WDW Happy Place. Podcast. Podcast. What did I say? You did say it, but you also okay. at the podcast. Then we also have the Ear Avengers. Yes. We also have... The real, real life. life with Sam and Ashley. No, that's on our Patreon. That's a subscription. So if they want to see all these things? Yeah. EIP.network. What was it again? EIP.network. Stands for Excellence in Podcasting. Thanks, Kat and Lou, for having us. Got to say, recording E-Avengers is so much fun with those guys. It is. It, it makes it worthwhile staying up really late to do it. <laughs> it really is. But you got to think of Tommy. Tommy has to get up really early to do it. So it's that whole wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey kind of thing. It's it's crazy. Well, so for people who don't know, the Ear Avengers is the the show that we do with the WW Happy Place podcast, uh, the Diz Geek podcast, the Cruise Dude podcast, and uh, Disney Dream Girls podcast. And uh, Michelle is based in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy's based in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam and Ash uh, and Daniel are all based on the uh, East, East Coast. Coast. Yep. Uh, and so there's a lot of time zones we're playing with here. So. <laughs> So hard to find a perfect time. Yeah. So for Cat and I, it is a good time of year. It's a nine, a ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. Bad time of year. It's eleven o'clock uh, in the no, evening. I think it's nine or ten. Is it nine or ten? Yeah. Okay, nine or ten doesn't sound so bad. Yeah. So nine um, when they're on their um, daylight yeah, savings. Nine or ten. Uh, and then uh, for Tommy, it's his morning. He's getting up early to do it. Yeah. Uh, for Michelle, I think it's like. Midish morning. Yeah, uh, I think it, she's probably got the the most pleasant time. Yeah, she's, she's well <laughs> yeah. awake, well awake. Uh, and then, then uh, um, Sam and Ash is about nine o'clock, I think something yeah, like that. So fairly early for them as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's good fun. It really is good fun, and I, I think that that's what we always say about podcasting: is that the the best thing that you get from it is the crazy friends that you meet along the ru- along the way that have um similar interests. And mm. you know, Sam and Ashley, massive Star Wars fans. Like huge advocates for John Favreau and um, huge movie watchers as well, because that's really hard when you have to sit there and go, oh, okay, so I can only choose one movie. No, I, I'm going to have to make you a list. <laughs> and fair enough as well. Um, so I thought we might head over and um, see what Jim and Alex have about movies in 2019. My name's Jim. And. What was your favourite movie of 2019? Cold Pursuit. And why was it your favourite movie? Because it was unexpectedly funny and had a really good ending. That's awesome. And what are you looking forward to most in 2020? 
James Bond in what's it called again? No Time to Die. Nice. It does look like a pretty good fun-filled movie. Yes. Continuation of the story and probably the last we'll see of Daniel Craig. Possibly. We thought that was the last one though last time. He, he's like he's like um, John Farnham. <laughs> those, those last tours keep on kicking on. And I can't even imagine who could be the next James Bond. So that's they'll they'll pick someone out of nowhere. Bit of a mystery. Yeah. Hey, look, it's Alex, the voiceover guy. My favourite film of 2019 is terribly commercial, but I really, really enjoyed Captain Marvel. It probably because everything I heard about it uh, was not what I actually saw when I finally got to see the movie. I thought it was a really, really good standalone movie with really strong characters that were doing really, really interesting storylines. That's exciting. Oh, it was a good movie and it was a nice little take on the 90s as well. Yeah, really, very much so. I really loved the way that they weave that part into the story, that it was in the past but not from her perspective. And um, I particularly thought, I can't remember who the actress was that played Captain Marvel, but I thought she did a very, very good job. And of course, some of the recurring, that's the one, some of the recurring characters from the Avengers or the Marvel Universe came up to play themselves as a younger version. I just thought it was carried out very well. Very true. Um, uh, is there a movie in 2020 that you're looking forward to? Ooh, no. Can't say there's anyone I'm looking forward to at the moment. Um, Not yeah, even the Bond movie. Ooh, oh, absolutely, yeah, I'll put it down there. I'll put that. I'll put that in there. Definitely a Bond film. Um, no more. Definitely not Top Gun two. I didn't like Top Gun 1. I couldn't work it out. Um, yep, nope. The Bond movie. That'll be it. Bond movie. Excellent. Good. Thank, Thank you. you. Goodbye. Well, I've said it before in this podcast that uh, you know every film is somebody's favourite film, and uh, who saw Cold Pursuit happening? Who saw Cold Pursuit? Who knows what Cold Pursuit is? <laughs> like, seriously, I had to go, what the heck is that film? And I had to look it up. <laughs> but uh, Cold Pursuit is a Liam, Liam, <laughs> a Liam Neeson film, uh, which is uh, he plays a snowplow driver uh, whose life gets turned upside down when his beloved son dies under mysterious circumstances. Wow. And he searches for the uh, truth, becomes a quest for revenge against a psychotic drug lord named Viking and his sleazy henchman. Oh, so there you go. His name's Viking. Viking. So there, there's a, a film to look out for because apparently uh, it's quite good, according to James. Do you know what's interesting, though, is that it's probably, like, just good fun. Mm. And 2019 did feel like the year of, like, the we're just going to make it because it's going to be fun kind <laughs> of movie. Don't you think? Like, that? Um, we had the... Hobbs and um, Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. I always forget Shaw. I don't know why. Um, so we had the Hobbs and Shaw movie. Um, we had all of the like the I don't know, just the the weird and wonderful kind of movies that everyone just thought would be fun to make. Mm, like Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels mm. is a good example. Alita Battle Angel. Actually, sorry, we should go back to Charlie's Angels because I went there very begrudgingly. And I thought it was going to be lame, even though Elizabeth Banks was in it. I thought, Elizabeth Banks? Yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah. Um, you gave me she a funny directed, look. She directed it as well. <laughs> no, that's what I thought. I was like, going, I did get that right, right? Um, it, I thought that Kristen Stewart was going to be lame. 
And that girl is amazing. She was really good in, in that movie. And I might actually hunt down a few more of her titles and, and check that out because I was probably a little bit tainted by a little movie called Twilight. Yeah, but I think that might, might have been the case. But no, that was great. The great year for those kind of films. Uh, you know, Zombieland Double Tap was Ooh, great that, that that came out as well. Yeah, very much so. Alita Battle Angel. Yeah. Um, I thought that was like just some good good fun. There was this awesome horror film called Ready or Not, uh, oh. which was a story of uh, a, a girl who's marrying into this family of like millionaires or billionaires uh, who've made their money in the games industry and when you marry into this family you've got to pick a card and whatever the card is you've got to play that game and uh, you know if you don't do it then you you don't get into the family kind of thing but if you pick a certain card which is hide and seek mm. then the family have got to kill you oh my gosh that sounds horrific. It, that's, but it's an awesome horror film. It's actually like, it's really the best horror film of the year for my money. Okay. I'm going to go back to my list of like things that were pretty awesome, but were just some good clean fun. Um, Shazam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely oh, clean, can't get clean than that. Yeah, it was really just like, it was just good clean fun. And there was another movie as well that I thought was just like, it was just. A little bit of fun that, you know, anyone could go and see and it wasn't going to be too much thinking involved or anything like that. And now I can't remember what it was. Oh, <laughs> uh, John Wick. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so why can't I think what it was? Because it was one of those ones that you just kind of forget about afterwards. But, you know, and nothing wrong with it. And that was the thing. Just lots and lots of good fun this year to be had. And I'm only halfway through the year. I'm sure there's like millions more. Um, whole heap of Marvel movies as well. Well, not really. No? No, it was only uh, Captain Marvel and Endgame. Was that, were they the only two titles? Yeah. What about Spider-Man? Well, Spider-Man Far From Home is still Sony, even though it is like set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, but technicalities. I will let you have that one, even though if you actually want to watch uh, the entire MCU <laughs> films, you've got to watch some of them on, well, most of them on Disney+, Plus. but then you've got to go over to Netflix for uh, Homecoming. Ah. And w- so is everything on Disney+, Plus like even the early movies that came under Universal? Um... I don't know. Hmm, you should look into that yes. sometime. <laughs> but I, I think what Eugene said was um, really true. And Captain Marvel was one of those brilliant movies um, to watch. I think that, you know, it was um, something that you said about Infinity War and that little scene where where a, a, a one Mr. Nick Fury picks up a pager mm-hmm. and I'm just like, huh, that's got a pretty star on it. Why has he got such a pretty pager? He doesn't seem like a pretty pager kind of man. And I'm like, oh, a pager, that's weird. And you had to explain to me what um, what Captain Marvel was. Yes. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, that sounds amazing. And then we saw the trailers start to come out and everything like that. And it was such an exciting movie in the build-up. But watching that movie, yeah, it was just – I think that if Endgame hadn't been the end of it all, um, hands down, it would have been – Captain Marvel for me this year. Yeah, no, it was a pretty pretty stunning film. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, actor of the year goes to Goose the uh, the cat. Uh, oh, of course, fantastic job, well done. I mean, he he managed 
to pull off being a flirkin mm. really well. I know, I know. It was, it was very effective <laughs> acting. Well done to you, uh, Goose the Cat, which I don't think that's its real name, but uh, I'm going to go with that. You're going to go with that? Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, should we have a bit of a chat to our other comic nerdy friend, Mark, and see what he had to say? Yes, let's do. What's your name? Mark. And do you have a favourite movie of 2019? I do. I was tempted to say uh, Avengers Endgame because it's culmination of 10 years of cinema building up to a point. But in all honesty, I'd have to say Spider-Man Far From Home because it seems like it's even longer waiting for a good Spider-Man movie where he's actually Spider-Man. Like the last... Well, we had a Spider-Man in 2002, so we've been waiting even longer to actually see him be Spider-Man, not Spider-Boy or a guy just wearing a Spider-Man costume. So true. And for the first time, we actually got to see him be the man when he's taking out all the drones and stuff. That was Spider-Man. And the bit where he's using his sense and not looking and doing stuff, that was what we've always wanted to see. And we've been waiting that long to see it. So, yeah, that'd be my favourite one for the year. Very good answer, sir. And um, 2020's coming up. Do you have a movie that you're looking forward to? I'm not actually aware of anything particularly that's coming out for movies, to be honest. Uh, I know we've got an awful lot of stuff coming out on Netflix, but yeah, uh, we do. And um, Disney, Disney Plus is um, rocking a few things, but um, I think that there's probably a few, few of the things coming from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, but nothing that's really nothing that stands out as a thing that I'm going. Ooh, I'm sure I'll see them. I'm sure they'll be good, but there's nothing where I go. Ooh, I have to see that yet. Oh, we'll chat to you at the end of the year and um, and work out whether there was something that really caught your eye. Sounds good. Excellent. Thanks, Mark. Cheers. Far From Home was pretty awesome. Yeah, Far From Home was really good. Uh, although I must admit, on repeat viewings, uh, I didn't have the same feelings like that I got the first time I saw it. Because mm. uh, it is a film where something happens in the film that kind of you know changes the way you see things so yeah but it was still still good film still enjoy and and still rewatchable as yeah. well mm. um now i think we should probably hear from our last people which um Ada is your co-host um like most of your co-hosts by accident yeah <laughs> and um so she does uh, hashtag Radio Italia, which is on before Unscripted goes to air on, on Radio Fremantle. And so she comes on some weeks and reviews films with you guys as well because mm-hmm. um, that's her background. So I think they've probably been in Australia for about six or seven years. Probably about seven years at the point, yeah. Um, but she um, was largely involved with the media and film reviews in Italy and mm. she's had some awesome experiences. Like some of the stories that you get out of her, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, there was this time when I was speaking to Madonna and blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then um, – you get sort of the full story and some of them are incredible. Um, Giorgio is an amazing chef and, and we were lucky to be treated with some of his, um, some of his food on uh, Christmas Eve, which yep. was awesome. Great little addition to that event. Um, but I think we should hear from them and see what their favorite movies from 2019 were. Hi, I'm Ada from Hashtag uh, Italia on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Hang on a My. second, and we're waiting a person. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's trying to sneak away. And who else have we got? Sorry? Georgia. Husband no. of Ada. <laughs> An amazing chef. <laughs> An amazing job. Okay, so my favorite uh, movie of 2019 was The Report. 
um, because I liked the story, I liked the character, I liked a lot Adam Driver, and I liked um, the everything of, uh, about this movie. It's probably not the best movie, but the movie that I like so much, this kind of rep journalist and research and and uh, and true story most of all was it really sort of like thought-provoking the movie itself yeah it was provoking and was really eye-opening um about um very very dark page and uh, of the american contemporary history mm-hmm. so and um it was very recent history but was very interesting to yeah. to know and how um, the process to come to the truth uh, was pretty long and painful also for the for the main character so for the for the real person for the the character of Adam Driver and I think that Adam Driver did a very good job and I liked this movie very much that's yeah. good and what about okay. you Georgia? my best film for 2019 is The Irishman ah nice yeah, the Irishman. what what perfect mob film <laughs> the best film after the godfather probably yeah, for the mob Fantastic. but there is a quite different because uh, godfather is a fine mob f- cinema mob movie mm-hmm. this is a movie about mob about uh, person personality different personality friendship there is a lot in that film very interesting that's good and so 2020 is coming up 2020 there is a lot coming up so <laughs> probably I'm looking forward to see the new Christopher Nolan mm. uh, Tenet um, apparently is a thriller with a different time layer and experience the main character is the son of Denzel Washington which is um, now a very good um, actor and uh, he's almost 35 or something so I saw the trailer and was really exciting so probably is what I and the second one probably is the new James Bond oh yeah of course, yeah, yes, of yes, course. Yes, because it's shoot it was shot entirely in Matera which is a very beautiful Italian town mm, and not yeah. biased at all yeah <laughs> okay yeah and anything you're looking forward to Giorgio something easy the Black Widow That's the perfect response. Well done, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. The report. Does that have Adam Driver in it? Yep, that is correct. Another Adam Driver movie. That boy's been busy this year. He, because he was in The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was in The Report. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he was in uh, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, He was also in. Uh, it was a was a marriage story, uh, the one on Netflix, or divorce story, or something. No, it was. It was <laughs> I, I think that's the point of it. But oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, it is about marriage uh, and 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 how it ends. Yeah. Um, is there anything else he's been? I swear, there's other stuff he's been in as well. Oh, this um, uh, there is something else, and I can't think what it is off the top of my head. Um, doo, 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 doo. oh, the Black Klansman. Oh no, that was 2018. Yeah. But oh. he's he's going to be in. He's going to be on the first episode of Saturday Night Live this in 2020 as well. Oh, I can't nice. think of anyone more deserving. Than, yeah, than that's that's pretty awesome. I mean, you think about probably the one of the first things that I saw him in would have been Girls, mm. and since then he's just come such a long way. But he's always been um quite good. I mean, that's quite a full on role. 
and um, it's it's just been interesting like see him develop over over what's been a relatively short period of time. Oh, definitely, it's uh, it's it's amazing. I thought it was a bit of a tool when I saw him on uh, on on Girls. Well, because the character was, I, I know, I he's know. just so convincing. Yeah. But I was like, this actor's going nowhere. How wrong I was. <laughs> Uh, and The Irishman, still haven't seen it. Yeah, prob- I think we should probably sit down with some popcorn maybe in the new year and, and, and just just do it. If we must, set aside three and a half hours to do that. <laughs> three hours, 40 minutes, isn't it? Oh, God. <laughs> I'll make some nice food. It'll be fine. Uh, but it's, um, people that have watched it really enjoy it, so maybe it's just something that we're just going to have to just commit to and do because I don't think we're going to regret it. Fine. We shall give it a crack. And in terms of what's coming out in 2020, Giorgio's um, mention of Black Widow. Yeah, definitely one I'm, I'm looking forward to. Uh, obviously, uh, Black Widow and um, Eternals, two, two Marvel films coming out next year. WandaVision. Uh, WandaVision is a TV show, but uh, yes, I'm looking forward to that as well. <laughs> uh, and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, that is like, yeah, top of my list. It'll be uh, required viewing when that uh, drops on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Uh, obviously, um, uh Ghostbusters, um, it's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, Jason Reitman, you know, picking up where his dad left off. Yeah. Um, and it, I'm just very excited to see what that turns out like. That'll be interesting. I think um, it's kind of interesting that, you know, we're heading to the end of a decade and how much film has changed so much in in the last decade. Mm, yes. And no, how I, – I, do you think it's more diverse somehow? Like I know that there's a glut of – of Disney movies in terms of, you know. I, I just think there's, there's like, uh, we, we've got to a point where there's just so much content out there mm. um, in the cinemas and the streaming services. Like, we are literally spoiled for choice. Yeah. Um, so it just means, I think, that people have just got to get, you know, better at the product they're putting out there uh, to make sure that, uh, you know, people want to see it. Uh, and I, I do think that some of the uh, the critics could uh, – tone down the harshness a little bit mm. um, because some of the things that they say can, you know, you know not for fans of, of properties. Fans of properties are going to see the, the films, the TV shows regardless. Mm. But your casual viewer might hear, like, that something's not good and might not watch it, where in actual fact, most of the people who watch it love it. So uh, just don't take, you know, what critics say is gospel. You know, maybe find out what, People who actually like the property think of it. It's like going to a bookshelf. You're not a uh, bookshelf, a bookshop. You're not necessarily going to look at a book and see the little review card on the shelf, and it's going to sway you. You're going to look at the back cover and, and make a decision for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. So it's it's sometimes it, I don't know, it's interesting the view that people take when it comes to choosing a movie that they might go and see. Um, but yeah, so end of the decade, twenty. Where were we? Two thousand and nine. Um, I think we celebrated at a Gotham-themed party. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this year um, I think we'll probably do something a little bit more low-key. But who would have thunk it that, you know, I wouldn't have thought 10 years ago that this is what we'd be doing, mm. you know, hanging out in front of microphones. Very true. Conning, Very true. conning friends into recording <laughs> recording little Vox Pops so that we can put together an episode of um, of the movies of 2019. And then doing it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? Life's about learning. <laughs> but um, thanks very much to everyone that contributed their their 
recordings for this episode. Really appreciate that. Um, thanks for tuning in um, for our 34th episode of Tangent City. And um, I guess we'll catch you next year in 2020. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.